Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He didn't have any hat. He sounded so tired. I felt sorry for him. Sorrier than I felt for myself or Ruth. I must have said something like that because he put his hand on my shoulder. Thanks, son. I am tired. It's been a long drag. Yeah. This your airplane, sir? I was under the impression that it belonged to the Air Force. I have a fair hunch there isn't any Air Force, sir. That's probably right. Were you back there all the time, sir? Yes. It's pretty rugged. Yes, it is. It's very rugged. I heard you say you're going to try to set down somewhere in the Canadian woods. Yes, sir, I'm going to try. Don't try it. Well, I haven't got much choice. Don't try it. Well, sir, if I run out of fuel... Just keep right on going. I said if I run out of gas... The point I was making is that there may not be any Canada by the time you run out of gas. Well, in that case... Sir... Yes? Do you think this is the end of the world? I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, no. I wouldn't be surprised. Do you really think everybody is going to die? Everybody does die, my dear. No kidding. You You think this is the finish? Well, scientists have warned what would happen. The, the destructive power of these things is... Well, look at your world. Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, it can't be. It can't be. You think anybody will survive? I think so, yes. Oh, I hope What do you base that on, sir? You're not a very observant pilot, young man. Well, what do you mean? Well, if you'll look out your window, you'll, you'll see another airplane flying right along with us. And I looked. And not half a mile away, a little behind us, was a constellation with TWA markings on it. And I grabbed the microphone and yelled at him. I've been trying to raise somebody for the last two hours, Air Force. Why don't you keep your radio on? Over. Where'd you come from? Over. Los Angeles to New York. We were just over Anton Chico, New Mexico, when we heard from Tucson what was happening. And I decided to head for Canada. What reports do you hear? What happened? Over. We don't know. I haven't heard anything since this afternoon. I can't raise anybody. I thought everybody else was dead. Over. So did I. What are you going to do? Over. Fly till I run out of gas. You got passengers over. All plane load. You over. A VIP, and my girlfriend and me. 
Over. P-U-P, you mean. Over. That's what he says. We're all VUPs, bud. Over. Yeah. I'll stick with you till my gas runs out, huh? Incidentally, we better save our radios. We may need them. Over. You're right, kid. Over and out. Tom, do you suppose there are other airplanes anywhere? I don't know, honey. What do you think, sir? I think there are. Really? Yes. Well, if they can fly far enough. How much gas have we got left? Well, uh, can you read that gauge, sir? Uh, yes. Uh, it says a uh, little more than half full. I just wanted to be sure. That's what I read, too. How long is that good for, Tom? Well, honey, that's good for about another three hours. Three hours. And then what? Well, the Lord will provide, baby. I hope. You really think he will? Sir? I, I said, do you believe that? Well, yes, sir. He always has up to now, sir. He's provided fire and destruction and the end of the world. Well, the Lord didn't do that, child. That was the people of the earth thought that up. Yes, but everyone on earth isn't wicked. But that's right. That's why some of them have got to escape. Well, yes, but how? Now, aren't you the one who said the Lord would provide? You just go ahead and fire your airplane, son. So I flew my airplane. I flew it and flew it and flew it. And the Constellation flew right alongside us. He throttled back so he wouldn't outrun us. Every once in a while, I'd flip the radio on and ask him how he was doing. He was doing all right, he said. And then it got light. We were pretty far north, I suppose, and it got light quicker, I thought. But it wasn't long till I discovered that the light wasn't from the sun. It was coming from the wrong direction, behind us, south. Our passenger was asleep. At least he wasn't in the cockpit. But he came up when I swung our head around a little and looked back. He and I just looked out the window and we didn't say a word. What would you say to a whole rolling world full of fire? Flames leaping a mile in the air? Flames and smoke and destruction chasing you, consuming everything in their path? What would you say to the solid rock boiling like water in a kettle, the world vaporizing horribly behind you? And coming on and on and on so that we, flying at 200 miles an hour, could see it overtaking us. What would you say? Ruth had fallen asleep again. She couldn't see it. But I saw it. And the pilot of the other ship saw it. And I heard his voice in my ears. You see that, Air Force? Over. I see it. Over. How's your gas? Over. I'm squeezing out the bottom of the tank. Over. Wish I could give you some. Over. Thanks. It's over, all right, isn't it? Probably catch up with us before your gas runs out. Well, we tried. God help us all. Over now. And I flipped the radio off and I swung us back on course again. On a course that all of a sudden didn't mean anything anymore. 
And I woke up Ruth. Because I didn't want all this to end without saying goodbye to her. After all, I've loved Ruth all these years. There comes a time. And I glanced at our passenger, the very unimportant person. He was turned, still looking back at the terrible sea of flames that followed us. He didn't look scared at all. He, he looked sad. And he was crying. I had to strain my ears to hear what he said. And it was such a beautiful world. And then the engine started to spit, and I looked at the fuel gauge. It's empty! Well, so long, honey. Don't think it hasn't been swell. Oh, Tom, no. No, no. I love you. I love you, honey. Oh, Tom, darling. Hold me tight. I put my arms around her, and I felt the plane slip out from under us as we lost flying speed, and I thought, well, this is it. Now the fireworks. Ruth was squeezing me so hard. All of a sudden, I said, hey, what's this? Because the plane had her nose up again. We were flying along just as good as new. You know what? Our passenger, our VIP, our, our VUP, had hold of the wheel and he was pulling it back and we were climbing like mad. And I looked at the fuel gauge, it still said empty. I said, say, that there must be some kind of emergency tank. I don't know about it. We're good for another couple of hours. Well, thank God, I said. And then I looked out the window. And the propellers were standing still. I don't know. I don't know. My fuel gauges show both tanks are empty, but I'm flying. Over. Well, I'll tell you what. Just for your own information, the same thing happened to me 20 minutes ago. Look, Mama, no engine. Look, Mama, no gas. No nothing, Mama, but I'm flying. What do you make of that? Over. And that was when I looked at my altimeter. Or rather, when Ruth poked me and pointed at it, and I bent over and looked at it. The needle had gone on around the dial, past the 30,000 feet at the end, and on around again. And it was starting the third revolution. That meant we must be at least 70,000 feet high. And nobody in all the world has ever been up that high. I looked out the window again. The flames were so far, so far below us, they extended back to the farthest horizon that any man has ever seen. A horizon that was a definite arc of a circle, the edge of a great sphere. As far as we could see below us, the world was in flames. And man, how close the stars were. <laughs>